Today is the disappearance day of Jayadanda Prabhu. By the will of destiny, I was always somewhere else from where he was, physically, on this earthly plane. But from the stories of devotees, by the letter and appreciation of Srila Prabhupada at the time of his disappearance, it's very clear the substance and the spirit that was the very foundation, the all in all of his life. And one of Srila Prabhupada's very earliest disciples was Jayananda Prabhu. Um, Recently, I was a Shamsundar Prabhu, and he told me that Jayananda Prabhu was one of the first devotees to join in San Francisco. And he was kind of older than most of the others. And he continued to work in order to support the center. Not only did he work for a good portion of the day, earning money and giving 100% of it to Prabhupada, he would clean, he would get the boga, <laughs> he would fix anything that needed repairs or renovations, and he inspired everyone by his incredible enthusiasm to serve. He wanted nothing in return. He just wanted to please the devotees because he knew that's how he could best please Prabhupada, is to please the devotees. And that was his life. Amani Namanadena, he offered all respect to others. He would go to these markets where some of the ruffians, you know, were just out to make a living somehow or other by hook or crook. And he would appreciate them as spirit souls. Srinivasacharya explains the six Goswamis were, were loved by both the gentle and the ruffians, dira dira. And when he would come, even if they didn't know anything about what is Krishna or what is Krishna consciousness, even if they were atheists, even if they were Christians, Jews or Muslims, whoever they may have been, when Jayananda came, they all understood this man is the saint amongst us. He is a saint. Because of his power to actually see the good in everyone and inspire that, appreciate that. His natural quality is if you love people, people love you. But if we're just looking for love, even if people love us, we probably won't recognize it. But in giving, we receive. Somehow, Jayananda Prabhu was wearing, you know, he just had these really old, like, clothes. <laughs> and so there was, you know, some event or something where devotees felt that he needed to you know, have at least 
something that looked clean and respectable and not totally trashed out. So they told him he needed to get a pair of pants. But he didn't want to spend any money on himself. He was practically financing the whole temple, but he was giving all the money for the devotees. But they said, you have to get a better pair of pants. So they went to some kind of thrift surplus place where you get, you know, used pants that somebody else like sold for cheap. And he was with another devotee. And he told the other devotee, I can't spend money on myself. But I was told that I have to get pants. You think I should steal it? So the devotee said, yeah. So he looked around and he folded the pants up real small and kind of put it under something and walked out. And when he got to the door, the security man caught him and arrested him and brought him to the police. And then he, he was arrested. He was charged with shoplifting and brought before the judge. And the judge looked at him and said, Are you, do you plead guilty or not guilty? He said, Your Honor, I'm guilty. I stole the pants. <laughs> but he said it with such humility. He said it with such humility that the judge kind of looked at him and so why did you steal the pants? <laughs> and the security guard who caught him was standing next to him, you know, to testify, yes, he did steal these pants. So the judge asked, why? And he said, because I'm a devotee of Krishna, God, and we have a temple, and we hardly have any money. And we need so much money for, for helping others in society and for serving God. And there's so many people in our monastery or our ashram that are in so much need. And I needed pants, but I didn't want to spend money on myself. I wanted to use this money for everyone else. As he was saying that, the security guard right in front of the judge, in the courtyard, the security guard who caught him started crying and said, Judge, he reached in his pocket, he said, I'll pay for the pants. <laughs> Just dismiss all charges. The judge had tears in his eyes. That was how he could affect people's hearts. Whatever Srila Prabhupada wanted, that was his life, his soul, his everything. Someone just told me today that he took the Gayatri Mantra from Srila Prabhupada. And then later on, Tumal Krishna Goswami, who was not Goswami at the time, got initiated. And he went up to get his Gayatri Mantra from Prabhupada. And Jayananda asked, could I go with you? Because I want to get it again, because I don't remember it. So, 
Tamal Krishna Goswami told this story. Prabhupada was having him repeat the Gayatri mantra for a half hour. And he still didn't get it so right. <laughs> and Prabhupada said, however you chant it, Krishna's going to be pleased. <laughs> Just try your best. Because of his devotion, because of his sincerity, because he was a hoitiki apuradihata. He had no personal motivations. He was who he was. And he loved to serve. He loved to please the Vaishnavas and to make Srila Prabhupada happy. And he had such determination. His determination was like a thunderbolt. But the execution of how he expressed it was like a soft rose. And he made the first Ratayacha chariots. And he would have a whole crew of people, a whole crew of people who would just, it would be the highlight of their year to assist Jayananda Prabhu in making the chariot for Ratayacha. And when, when he was dying of cancer, he helped to make that chariot for the New York Ratayatra. Srila Prabhupada was so pleased. And even when he was going through a prolonged suffering of cancer, never complained, never blamed, always grateful, always gracious, always eager to serve in whatever way he could serve. What he represented, Srila Prabhupada considered so important for us. But when he passed from the world, Srila Prabhupada wrote a letter to him. He wrote a letter to the immortal soul of Jayananda. Something like he wrote, if you had any desires or something, then you will go to the heavenly planets for 10,000 years and enjoy. <laughs> but but because you have no material desires, you have gone back to home, back to Godhead, to Goloka Vrindavan. Srila Prabhupada put in writing, and it was distributed to our whole movement, his letter to Jayananda, that you have gone back to Krishna. And Prabhupada expressed his immense gratitude to Jayananda Prabhu and his prayers and blessings. And then Srila Prabhupada did something which I believe is unprecedented in our society. He said every year Jayananda Prabhu's disappearance day should be celebrated on our Vaishnava calendar as a holy day to commemorate him. And wherever there is Ratayatras anywhere in the world for all time in Iskand, Jayananda Prabhu's photograph should be on the chariot. Simplicity. He was confronted with as many complexities of this world as anyone else. The complexities of so many people's egos in this world and the complexities of politics and the complexities of, of so many disturbances caused by 
the general population, caused by envious people, caused by other devotees, caused by the weather, caused by earthquakes or hurricanes, or caused by just destiny itself. Padam padam yadvi padam natesham. It's danger at every step. But what was the simplicity that Srila Prabhupada wanted us to understand in him? That whatever happened, he just wanted to serve. He just wanted to please Prabhupada, Krishna, and the Vaishnavas. That is Krishna consciousness. You were listening to Radhanath Swami on thesacredconnect.com.